Welcome to Pivot to Prosperity, the podcast to help you work less and make more money. Sponsored by Pivotal Real Estate Investments. We will show you how you can build wealth and income while improving communities through commercial real estate, like apartments, self-storage facilities, medical offices, and more without demanding much time. How's that sound? I am your host, Jenny Bowling, and I've been in real estate for 40 years, bought hundreds of properties for government and other clients. My fellow government workers and clients will likely find this very powerful information. When I learned how easy it is these days to own commercial property with all the tax benefits and wealth building attributes without the big money requirements, that was pivotal information that I am absolutely compelled to share. So every Tuesday at two, we will release a new episode showing how the industry operates, how we find the deals, package the information and offer it to our investors, and how so many investors are achieving goals of financial freedom and becoming more of who they want to be. We wanna help you work less and make more by pivoting to prosperity. Hello there, Jenny Bowling with Pivotal Real Estate Investments, and I have with me today, Justin Mosley. Justin, thank you so much for coming. Absolutely. Hey. Happy to be here. Yes, appreciate it. So Justin lives down in my own uh, home stomping grounds is where I would say for where my professional life took off. I uh, was um, working in Fort Lauderdale and, and Palm Beach and Martin Counties and up and down through there, and you are in Jupiter. Absolutely. So favorite place, favorite place. Absolutely love it. Mike. Yes. So Justin has served in the Navy and been a nuclear machinist, which is awesome sounding. It sounds dangerous too. <laughs> and uh, he's also got a uh, economics degree, financial. Well, did what, what was the actual name of the degree? Yep. So undergrad uh, business economics and a master's in financial economics. Don't worry, okay. we're not going to go over any of that stuff. So, I'm sure, I'm sure your audience doesn't want to hear anything about that. I don't good. know about that. Do you enjoy underwriting? Oh uh, yeah, I enjoy underwriting. I, I love looking at kind of macro trends. I think that's kind of shaped my perspective on the assets I get into and and why I like to invest the way I do. Right, right. Well, and I'll share with you, underwriting is a term that I'm used to from my background as being title, land title or insurance. So that's one of those um, uh, nomenclature type things in, in the multifamily world, because it's, it's basically analyzing the, the property, but um, anyway, so yes, uh, please tell us about you. You, you do it in your words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, like we discussed um, prior um, from Baltimore, went into the Navy, um, had a really awesome experience. And yeah, you said I was a nuclear machinist mate uh, on George Washington. Um, it sounds a lot sexier than it actually is. So just being working in a reactor department on one of the huge aircraft carriers uh, to power the ship, right? So it's kind of closed circuit. We don't use any kind of outside power. And that's effectively what I did. So um, thought I wanted to be an engineer, quickly realized I did not. Uh, so after my time in the military, going back to undergrad and grad school, really focused in on, you know, economics, um, really wanted to understand kind of how money worked, how, you know, the economy worked. And, and ultimately that, that drew me to real estate as, you know, really uh, a way to build wealth for myself and my family, but also um, help others that want to do something a little bit off the beaten path, um, but it allows you to kind of live the life that you want to live. That's terrific. That is. And you have a wife and kids, do you? I do. So I have a beautiful wife that I met actually when I was uh, in Tampa, Florida. She's English. And then um, she had to go back. So I 
did whatever I could to get over to the country. I thought as a stupid American, I, the English would just be like, hey, come on over here. And uh, that was not the case at all. So I, that's why I ended up in grad school. And I did that in England. And then uh, we stayed there for about two years and then came back and settled in Jupiter. Uh, and I have four beautiful kids. So um, 12 down to one. So I'm still very much in the thick of it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 14 to one. I'm always going to kill me. So 14, 10, five <laughs> and one. There we go. <laughs> boys, girls, are they both? Uh, the oldest, oldest is a girl. The rest are boys from Buckshire's boys. Oh, it's boy. fun times. Fun times. Wow. I had two. That was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have as many, I would have as, many as, as we wanted to. So that's all my wife at this point now. So I think she's done. <laughs> well, very good. Well, so and tell us about your business model. Yeah. So I think I'm very much in a unique space in real estate. So um, it is effectively single family. So we buy single family homes um, in areas that we like, right? So at the Southeast, um, very active in markets like, you know, South Carolina, particularly Florida, Mississippi is another market we're moving into. Um, But we operate them as short-term rentals, right? So uh, Airbnbs, like a lot of people like to say. So um, I always throw the caveat that Airbnb is just a platform, but the short-term rental model is just you're know, renting your property out for less than 30 days. And really the value there in that is really increasing the amount of cash flow that that property can yield over time. And that's something that really piqued my interest in. It, it really is almost a hybrid of real estate and hospitality, um, but it really kind of fits my personality. And that's what drew me to this kind of asset class. So if you're in multi-states and regions, um, then you you have a big uh, need for reliable help. How do oh, you, sure. how do you do that? For sure. So we have our own team uh, within Florida, but out, outside states, uh, we have other veteran property management groups that we trust and we rely on um, that operate very efficiently like the military. Um, you know, they cross every T and dot every I, but they, they are our partner in helping making sure that guests have great experiences, that turnover works well. And, Really, we have systems in place to make sure that everything is a very much smooth transition. How do you find them? Is it uh, relationships? Yes, yeah, relationship. <laughs> I, I we're really fortunate that um, I actually had a connection with um, it's a Patriot Family Home. So Joe Riley, he's a guy that was you know ex Special Forces, Cambridge guy, went over to England to get his PhD. Actually worked in the White House, and he just had a phenomenal organization, and we hit it off well. So um, he's our go-to property manager. Nice, nice. Well, that's that's the magic, as sure. you know. Yeah, especially in that hospitality part of it. That's terrific. Um, is there anything that you consider kind of your brand that makes you your place as yours? Um, I would love to say yes, but I think a part <laughs> of our strategy, um, we are de- very much focused on the financials and analytics, right? So we don't want to do anything we're already kind of in a a fringe asset class, so to speak, right? A lot of people aren't really familiar with short-term rentals, at least not from an investing standpoint. So, um, you know, we try to be as conservative as we can be while, you know, having an asset that we think does phenomenally well, you know, better than multifamily, better than obviously single family rentals. Um, But we like to stay in theme of what's going on in the market. So we're going to be at, you know, kind of what that top end or mid tier is and, but try to just perform better. Uh, than our competition. So that's really our strategy. It's not to stand out. It's not to be the most unique property. It's to ro- uh, operate the most efficiently uh, and create the most value. Is there a minimum number of bedrooms you're looking for? 
Yep. So we, we started off actually very small. So condos near the beach, uh, which performed really well, um, you know, triplex, small multifamily in like urban areas, like in West Palm Beach. Um, and now we're starting to find that, you know, providing value in areas, really, it's having larger homes. And I think for us, you know, having buying a, a five bedroom house and being able to convert it into six um, and having real experiences. So we have a property under contract in Cocoa Beach, has access to the water. Um, has a pool, jacuzzi. So creating a place where families can come together and congregate and there isn't just as much inventory in those markets as well. And that's kind of our strategy now. Um, and that really protects our kind of downside um, in the event of any kind of market, you know, crash or even slowdown. Uh, we tend to see those properties perform just as well um, in, in downtimes. Well, great, great. Well, I'm about an hour from Coco. It's, it's a little <laughs> longer for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the property will be up and running here soon, but it's a phenomenal asset. So. I love that. Yeah, and Coco is really coming around, and yeah. and yeah, are you are you trying to seek out emerging markets, or are you do you primarily? So stay? we we like to stay in markets that we know has you know strong growth while we're in Florida still, right? So despite insurance and all these things, like we like to be in markets where you know similar to multifamily, you know, population still growing. Um, there's still industry in those areas. Now, cocoa is a little bit of an extreme, but you know how we look at it is cocoa is the vacation destination for Orlando, right? They don't have any real oceans of water, so we kind of take advantage of that. Um, but we like to go into like mature markets where we know um, we can kind of tease out the risk that's there. Okay, okay. And your um, primary clientele is uh, veterans, correct? For hosting, what, what do you mean? I'm not sure. I'm asking you. I I think veterans are your. Is that your lip? Your limited partners are usually the veterans. Oh yeah, yeah. So most of our partners are veterans. Uh, a lot of our capital partners, our investors, are veterans. So okay. um, I think they feel comfortable in our operations. I think we can speak their language a lot of time. So that is something that you know we're really passionate about helping veterans really bridge the gap, right? So you get a lot of veterans to get out of the military. Um, some can do phenomenally well. Some can have some issues transitioning out and finding, you know, jobs that really pay them what their value is. And I think a lot of times veterans get a bad rap of, you know, you know, not necessarily seeing the value of what they did in the military in the workforce out in the civilian world. So we want to kind of bridge that gap to say, hey, you can continue to do what you're doing, but you also need to invest in this is another stream of income to allow you to live the life that you want to live and to create that nest egg. So when you retire, you're not relying on your TSP or your 401k, like you're relying on actual assets that are paying you uh, quarterly distributions, um, taking advantage of all the things that real estate has to offer. Right, right. And and that's such a, a common thing where someone in the service doesn't necessarily see the transferable skills, but they're analyzing the situation all the time. Oh, for sure. So, I think, yeah, I think yeah. the veterans understand that. I think sometimes there's a disconnect from the corporate or just the civilian world, right? It's hard to make that connection on with that valuable skill set you showed while you were in the military, maybe putting your life on the line, how that can relate to the boardroom effectively. Right. Yeah, I think that's terrific. And uh, do you um, end up buying houses from any of your your partners or has that come up even? No, no, not yet. Um, we have not bought from anyone uh, yet, but we're always looking for deals. So we're, yeah, we're in yeah. full acquisition mode. 
All right. Well, and I'm in Orlando too. So if you need some boots on the ground or want want to uh, talk about a property, feel free to let me know. Oh, for too. sure. Yeah, sure, we yeah. like it. So, so how long have you had your company? Uh, so we've been operating for about six years. Um, starting off buying onesie twosies to now really starting to aggregate and grow. So we went from just purely a short-term rental firm uh, of investing in kind of these asset classes to now we're doing deals in uh, Tacoma, Washington. We're looking at repositioning kind of office space into condos. We're doing some development stuff um, in Charleston. So we're starting to branch out as we kind of see different opportunities uh, materialize. Generally has that uh, short-term rental twist to it. Um, Not so much in the repositioning of uh, the office building, but we like to really stay in our lane of what we do well, but we're looking for more opportunities as kind of the market changes and we see opportunities in different markets. So, Right, right. Well, that's exciting. And um, so how did you fare through COVID? We actually did phenomenally well. So, yeah. I mean, all of our assets are in very much tourist des- destinations. So um, in places that were still pretty wide open. So I don't know how a lot of people dealt with COVID, but at least down in South Florida, um, you had a choice of how you want to live your life. And regardless of how you feel about that, um, yeah, I think everyone should have a choice and if you want to stay locked up all day, you can. If you want to live your life, you could do that here. Um, so right. um, so where our properties a lot, you know, people were still able to travel in and, and take advantage of, you know, the sunshine that exists down here. Yeah, the, when when Disney and Universal closed, that was a big deal because oh, I was sure. living walking distance to Universal Studios. And uh, yeah, that was that meant that it was serious when that happened. Oh, but for sure. I'm so glad it opened up again. And, and uh, yeah. Florida is a great place for investing in property for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so um, what are you planning to do in the next year, say? Is there any any particular goal that you've got that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So it, we're just looking to grow and expand. We're always looking to acquire new properties, you know, bring on more investors and expose them to this kind of space. Um, a kind of a passion project of mine is also building a community online. So uh, we have a free Facebook group. It's called uh, the Airbnb Millionaire. And then we actually have a paid platform called the uh, Short-Term Rental Millionaire Blueprint. And really that was built around the idea that, you know, you may be particularly a veteran or an entrepreneur that maybe you don't have that fifty dollars to $100,000 to invest in a deal, but you really want to get into this business. I wanted to provide a community of people that are go-getters and are hungry to do it themselves. And we created a full module course of every single thing you need to do. So it's almost an SOP, as you know, we would say in the military, of you know how to identify a market, how to underwrite a property, what kind of debt you should get on it, how to put the systems in place. So um, really kind of growing that community and, and that platform is something that I'm passionate about because I want as many people to really get into this space uh, and operate and, and find success for themselves and their families. That's great. That's great. Now, for your acquisitions, are you using any one particular lender or shaking it up or what? Yeah, we, we have uh, partners, uh, a few lenders that we really like. So Strong Hill out of Texas, we like uh, lending one um, here in Boca Raton. So uh, it, it just depends. Uh, depends on kind of what the deal looks like, um, their kind of appetite, and we'll kind of go to our preferred lenders. What kind of leverage are you looking at? You in the 60, 65 
Now we're still, yeah, we're still in the uh, 65 is probably where we land most of the time. Um, you know, the days of 80, 85, uh, are long gone. Um, <laughs> but how we look at it is the amount of cash flow we're generally able to get out of the property. Like we like to go in at a little bit, uh, lower leverage. Um, so it's generally going to be around that 65 range, 65, 70 range. So I'm not into short-term rentals myself, but I, I do think I have heard that banks originally weren't allowing the appraisal to be based on short-term rentals, right? But now they do. Is that correct? Um, so I, that, that was true. I'm not sure if that's still true. I, I do know before COVID, there were a lot of uh, investment lenders, so not banks. I, I generally don't go to banks. Um, they had a product where they actually underwrote to AirDNA, which is kind of the gold standard of uh, underwriting a, a, a short-term rental property. They were using that data um, to allow for a loan. Our kind of strategy is like, we always want to be super conservative. Uh, if that property doesn't cash flow as a long-term rental, we won't purchase it. Um, we just will always, you know, the main goal for us is always protecting investor capital. So um, if uh -huh. operate, Oh, can you hear me? You froze yeah. for just a okay. second. Yep. So, you know, if uh, regulation comes down, we no longer operate. We want to know that we can still get a long-term renter in there and that property still cash flow. So we That's do not great. go that way. That's great. That's great. So um, how many how many uh, people are normally investing with you on, you're doing it per property or you have a fund? Yeah. So we're, we started a fund. We're actually going to institutional route for that fund. So uh, we're, we're trying to raise a much larger dollar sign for, for that. So um, generally, it's almost like a syndication model for the individual property. So we either do kind of a joint venture structure or a syndication for um, individual properties. Um, but the goal in the future is to, to have that uh, capital partner and then grow and then grow exponentially. So Good, good. Now, when you say joint venture, how is that different from a syndication? So that would be someone, another group that wanted to participate in purchasing, purchasing a property, but they obviously would have roles and responsibilities in the governance of that property versus so syndication. Like partnership. Yeah, so a partnership, yep. right? We've done okay. that. Yep. Right, right. Well, good. Well, very good. Well, so I don't want to... Uh, go too long here um why don't you go ahead and tell people how they can reach you oh for sure so um i'm on all the social medias um so you can go ahead and look me up on linkedin justin c mosley that's true for facebook instagram um and also you can always go to lestamorecapital.com um the spelling's always funky uh intentionally uh so just google it um and my my company will come up and if you want to reach out just Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, and I'm always happy to chat. So spell the company because some people are only listening. Okay, yep. So it's L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R-M-O-R-E, -E -E, and then capital, all one word, dot com. And explain how you got that. I don't think we so were recording. We didn't, you... right. So my wife is, like I said, from, uh, from England, and she's from a place called Leicestershire. So when I was coming up with a company name, I'm from Baltimore. I put them two together, uh, and Lester Moore capital was born. So Lisa, okay. that might actually help your listeners remember. So that's always, a that's, good yeah, that's why I wanted you to explain it. Right. right. Sure. Yeah. Justin. So if you are looking at a property in an area that you do not already know, how do you determine what the potential rent would be on a short-term basis? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have some partners that we use uh, for data. So uh, just kind of give you your 
audience a, a heads up. So Air DNA is kind of the gold standard of kind of underwriting or looking at a market and then even properties. So what we do is we use our own um, software to pulling from Air DNA and then what we already kind of know of the area. And then we also have a partner called Revity who does kind of data analytics. And what they do is they do a deeper dive and they get really granular. And what happens is we do this simultaneously. So if when they get done and we get done, if the numbers are similar or make sense, we move forward. So, I mean, it's a bit proprietary, but uh, you know, we have a system in place where if one party says, yeah, this is a screaming deal, but when we underwrite it, it doesn't, um, we won't move forward. So we, we, it needs to be uh, consistent on all sides. So we're all comfortable. And the name of that company, it's Air what? So the name of the company is Air DNA. They are um, D like blood DNA. Yep, like blood DNA. So if you Google it, just A I R and then DNA. Huh. So that is what that is the gold standard of looking at the value of uh, not only a market but of uh, an actual individual property. Good to know. And yeah. the other was Remedy. So Remedy. So they are a, a partner that we that we pay um, R E V E D Y. Uh, they have a phenomenal team over there um, to where they take that data and then they do their own um, proprietary kind of twist and make sure that all that information is correct. Um, and also they give you a deep dive into the STR ordinances in the town, in the city, what the risk factors are. So they give you a much more insight into a market to make sure obviously you're dotting your eyes across your T's. That's awesome. Yeah, that can count for a lot of time. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, great, great. Anything else you might want to share that I didn't think of? Uh, I think you covered it all, Jeannie. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Again, thank you so much. Appreciate <laughs> it. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Pivot to Prosperity and found it informative, thought-provoking, maybe even pivotal. If you did, please subscribe, leave us a review. Your feedback means a lot to us and helps others discover the podcast. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram to find updated information about episodes, current events, and whatnot. Thank you again for being part of our podcast community. And remember, if you want to know when an investment opportunity is available, we need to have a conversation. So sign up in the show notes below or at PivotalRealEstateInvestments.com. Thank you.